Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Puzzled Minds Podcast. We are joined today by Stuart again, and he is the host of Be Unguarded, uh, the podcast Be Unguarded. So please give him a warm welcome back. Hello. It's good to be back again. Yeah, man. It's, uh, we, I think we kind of have you as our, our scientific liaison or <laughs> stuff like that. So it's, that it's, not it's good. good. <laughs> well, hopefully it's, it stays good after this episode, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, today's topic is brought to you by the letter S for simulation theory. Uh, today we'll be talking about, you know, what it is, why it's more probable that we are living in one and some of the glitches that we do experience in simulation. Um, so I guess I kind of want to start off with like what it is. And so there was a, uh, Swedish philosopher by the name of, uh, name Nick Bolstrom. And, um, he wrote a paper and I'll link this in the, in the paper or in the, the description that we have for the for the episode and it's called are you living in a computer simulation and so he believes like in the future later generations will use um, these super powerful computers to run simulations and so he proposes like three um, arguments the first one is like if human species are very likely to go extinct before they're able to make simulations that are in in in, uh, indistinguishable from reality the second argument is that future human humans that are so advanced um they'll be able to make these simulations not well let me let me repeat that future humans humans that are advanced enough to make these simulations will choose not to create them Mm. and then the third one is we are almost certainly living in a computer simulation so that's like his paper and so to kind of break it down to make it more palatable i guess so it essentially is that this whole universe and everything is just a, a, super, a simulation that a supercomputer, um, a supercomputer had made kind of like the Sims or like the matrix. And we're simply like running in the computer to reach a final answer. You know, like they're kind of simulating what they want to see and how things go kind of like, you know, 2020 and how it's going right now. Um, but there's this guy on Reddit and, I want to give him all the credit because this I think this puts it very perfectly in how he how he words it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Reddit user is Kubrick is my co-pilot, and so he essentially says a mind is a it is itself a simplified simulation of a body and environment. So we are a simulation, even if the universe is exactly what it seems. I don't know why I'm out of breath. I don't know what the hell. Uh, so much knowledge. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's, a, like coding, there's a coding glitch. Um, oh, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. shit, dude. Um, but in simulation theory, we are either simulations occurring in a medium other than a biological brain or our biological brains being fed sensory information by something other than our perceived environments. Mm-hmm. And so there's three parts. Uh, the first part is either it's known reality and we are simulations in our biological brain. The second one is limited simulation theory information that causes our perceptions to be completely artificially generated. Um, so, but we still uh, can exist. Explain, can you explain the difference between those two? Because I felt like it's kind of hard a definition, but like what's, what is, what exactly does that mean? So known so, reality is just what it is right now. Like it is what, you know, like we are, our brain is essentially, how do I say this? Like our brain is, how do I say, I don't even know how to say this. Like our brain is what, like our brain is, hmm, I don't know. Can you read the, read the first and second one again real quick? 
So um, the mind itself is a simplified simulation of a body and environment. So we are simulations, even if the universe is exactly what it seems. Okay. And then the second one? Um, the second one is the information that causes our perceptions is completely artificially generated, but we still exist within a biological brain like the matrix. Got it. Okay. So then, yeah, the first one is essentially saying like how we are today, like current reality or what we think it is of, you know, our mind, our brain is in our bodies and due to the stimulus of our bodies that creates our reality. Um, the second one is saying we're a brain inside a vat somewhere in like a science lab and they're feeding it, you know, electro stimulus and that's what's creating our reality. So it, it seems like we're sitting uh, here and we're so having these conversations, but really we're just a brain on a table somewhere and there's no body or anything like that. Oh, um, wow. So that's, that's the difference I think between those two. Uh, yeah. Interpretation though, to think that you actually, everything, because basically it's saying, the second one is basically saying the like, even what I'm saying right now is someone feeding me this information. So yeah. it basically eliminates a whole idea of free will completely. Yeah, either feeding the information of what you're saying or just feeding enough stimulus to your brain that your brain is now hallucinating this reality. That is insane. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the, I guess the interesting thing about simulation theory is almost pretty much that there has to be some sort of higher, like higher intellectual, like intellectually superior species that is controlling this entire thing. That's the part that I guess... I've like from from what I've understood about it, I have a hard time agreeing because I personally, I'll say right now, I don't think it exists. Like it sounds like a very intelligent thing to say, but it just seems like a theory that has a lot of holes in it. For example, the whole idea of like, okay, if you're if if every if every human being is in a simulation, I wondered like, even the way we relate to each other, are you part of my simulation or are you an individual and we're in some sort of like conjoined simulation, right? So does John exist? Does Stuart truly exist? Or am I in a simulation being fed this information to believe it exists? If it's not that, and everyone I'm seeing is also in the simulation, are we in some sort of like matrix style? Like remember that scene in the matrix where everyone was in a pod and it's like a planet sized, you know, like, you know, pretty much farm where people are just in these little like tubes. We're all being fed the same thing. Those are the things that my brain immediately went to. And I, I haven't really heard an explanation as to how that could possibly exist. And then also, if we're in a simulation, our brains, why would our brains be programmed to discover eventually that we're in a simulation? Because if you've seen the movies, every single movie we've seen with people in a simulation, it never goes well when you find out you're in a simulation. It always leads to some form of insanity, right? So I think it's I think it's the latter. What you're talking about, how everyone is in one simulation and we're all being, um, like, controlled. I guess I don't know if that's the word that we, that we want to use, but um, I don't know if you can you can kind of explain the steward, but like how it it is more probable that we are like do like due to the math. Yeah. It, so I've been trying to think of kind of like an analogy of how that work and. I don't know, this could be completely off base, but you know, picture you're on a baseball team, right? And you're heading to the baseball fields for practice. Um, and there's just someone there who assigned you to whatever field completely randomly, right? They don't, they don't say or ask you which one you want to be in. They just say, hey, this is the field you're practicing on today. Um, field one or field two. So two fields. Um, one of them has red grass and the other one is green. Um, we'll say red is like real reality and then green 
in this instance would kind of be like, I guess, quote unquote, the simulation. Um, show up and then he says, okay, you know, you go to red or you go to green. Well, you have a 50-50 chance of being on the red grass or the green grass, right? Because there's two, two fields, 50-50 chance of either or for red or green. Now, let's say you're going to practice on a, in a different park and there's four baseball fields. Only one of those is red and the other three are green. Still getting randomly assigned by someone who, who works the organization or the league or whatever. Um, well, now your chances of being on that red grass are a little different because now it's 25% compared to 75% chance of being um, on the green grass. So the theory with simulation, or I guess the idea is if you have and create a simulation of a world that is indistinguishable, indistinguishable from your own, right? Like if I had a computer behind a curtain and a human or, or a brain behind the, another curtain and I ask questions to both and I can't tell the difference, is there really a difference between the two? Now, if we get the computing power to do so, we create that, that world or that universe or whatever it is, there might come a point where the simulations in there actually get the same exact capability to create their own simulation, right? So it kind of like compounds onto each other. So the simulation creates a simulation and so on and so forth. Um, and theoretically that can go on forever, millions, billions, trillions, whatever simulated worlds there are. So then when it comes to the idea of, okay, well, are you on that one red grass or are you on all the green ones? Just looking at it like that, you're probably more likely to be on the green ones than just that one singular red grass somewhere out there in the world. Yeah, I guess it's like more, I guess to say it's like more statistically probable that we're in, in, in Stewart's scenario that we're on the green grass because there's like, like you said, millions, billions and trillions of those green grasses and the chance of you being in the red one is like you would statistically be more likely to be in the green AKA simulation. If that makes sense yeah. to you. Yeah. And I, he I hear what you're saying. Cause yeah, it's like, we don't have the technology. Like how would that even work? Um, I that's think what, some of the things I with this that's is like fundamental issue with it yeah, where there's it, no explanation. There's only an explanation as to it's explained as if it's already in existence. And I think that's the flaw in the logic where it's like, okay, if it were to exist, this is how it would work. I understand that part. I'm like, I get how it would work if it existed, but there is not any exp explanation as to why, it would it would exist like if because i'm i'm seeing the logic in you know how it could possibly work i'm sitting there i guess i'm just almost like standing on the outside about the fundamental things like okay now that would basically confirm the existence of basically aliens right because are we are humans putting other humans in a simulation i don't think so i mean i don't think that's what the explanation would be it would have to be some sort of higher life form the reasoning behind it if you're in a simulation is essentially when, how do we decide, how do, how do they decide when we die or the, how are we fed? All those things are just not even remotely talked about, which I think would be a very important part because if you're going to explain, like right now I'm living and breathing and I can explain why I'm living and breathing. But if you tell me it's a simulation, now I'm going to wonder how am I living and breathing outside of the simulation? And then even what John and I were talking about like a little bit before we started was, the whole idea of are we even human beings or are we other, another species of something being, you know, in the, but we're being, I guess, I don't know, like total human. So that makes sense. Like we're in the simulation, I'm a human being, but when I wake up, I'm something different if I were to wake up. 
So those are the things that I sit there and talk about. That's the reason why I just sit there and like, man, I just don't believe it. I just flat out don't. And it just, it, it, I get sometimes like, cause sometimes deja vu is a real thing. That's the only thing that I kind of really agree with. I've had some legitimate deja vu moments. Like I had one like last week where I was sitting there on my bed reading a book. And for whatever reason, I feel like I've had this moment before. And the deja vu phenomenon is like a very weird thing. And, and I guess everyone always says that's the glitch in the matrix, right? That's the glitch in the simulation where, I don't know, some I don't, code repeated itself. And those are things that I've always been like, man, if I were to believe it, those moments where it's just odd because a deja vu moment, it's not scary. It's not euphoric. It's just strange. Like it's almost like there's no emotion you can assign to it. So I was going to, I was going to wait to talk about like the, like the glitches in the simulation, but let's say fucking let's just do it now. So I looked up some things and they said deja vu was one of them, like a, you know, like a glitch or flaw in the simulation. Then you have the uh, Mandela effect also. Um, and there's a there's a researcher in the University of Washington. The Mandela effect is also like yeah, I know what deja vu is, but for our listeners, what is like the Mandela effect? So it's a situation where like a large amount of people believe an event occurred when it didn't. Okay, so it's essentially the same thing as deja vu, but on a bigger scale. Like multiple people believe that this thing's happened before. Yeah, there, it's like um, I think one of the examples is the books like the the Bernstein versus the Bernstein bears like the spelling oh, of yeah. it and like some people vividly remember it's spelled one way and then if you look now it's spelled completely different but it's not just like one person it's like you know hundreds of thousands if not a couple million people who think or know like hey when I grew up it was spelled this way but now when I look at it it looks different yeah uh, so it's it's little things like that it's like uh, Oscar Meyer too shout out Glizzy Gang uh, Oscar Meyer I think the way that it's People used to spell it a certain way, but when you look at it, it's like it's not O S or M E Y E R Oscar Meyer. It's M M A Y E R something like that. It's spelled differently than what you remember it being. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So the, then, like another example is like the there's a researcher in the University of Washington that said he was able to. Um, like encode malware into physical strains of DNA. And I'm not sure how he did that. They didn't really explain what? it. Yeah. It's, I'll have to, I'll link that article into the, yeah. to the description as well. But he said that whenever he put it into a gene sequencer um, to analyze it, the data essentially corrupted the, the gene sequencing software. So basically, so what is malware on a human body? Like I know in a computer, your computer crashes. You know, you click on, you know, yeah. big butt Spanish singles, and it doesn't take you to the Spanish singles. Your computer explodes. But as, a human, <laughs> but as a human being, what does that do? I don't know. I, I, you know, I guess that's the that's the thing of how that's a quote glitch. You know, like disease. Like you just what? Like you experience like so that? Yeah, that's the thing, man. I feel like there are a lot of explanation like so there's a i feel like there's a lot of information on this you know theory right it's like you know like you guys were talking about deja vu mandela effect but there's no conclusive like this is the this is you know the reason why we believe it's a simulation because even like when they use the word simulation are they are they is it implied that we're in a is it a machine that is generating that like i'm that's the part i'm still confused about like is it implied that it's a we're in a machine that is, you know, and we're being fed the, this world. So, or is guess, it, yeah. it's, so it's 
from my understanding, it's that there's a, an, a, a civilization far, far, far down with superhuman or super capability computers that are so advanced that they're able to run simulations for the whole, um, you know, for the whole, for the whole world. It's that powerful. Like our computers now are very powerful, but just think of it in the sense of it's like a superhuman, like 10 or a hundred foot wide computer. It's like that powerful. Mm. Yeah. It's like, I just, the thought of technology getting so advanced, like it's, it's hard for us right now, right? Because we don't have that. We cannot currently create a simulation that mirrors our own reality, but let's say in a hundred years, 200 years, 300 years, whatever it is, we get to that point where we can do it. I think for me, that's when it's like, Oh shit. Like if we can sit here and create this ourselves and can't distinguish between that and our yeah. world, who's to say we're not already in something like that. Um, and it's interesting it's because, like the inception movie yeah. where the blending between reality and, you know, I guess they call them dreams and that, but essentially it's the same thing. Simulations because they were able to, they were basically living in a different plane of existence. The only difference is, I guess, you know, knowing that that plane of existence exists drove most people mad. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's interesting because kind of like we were talking about earlier, you know, it's like, it's like a billion to one chance that you're in the true reality. But um, I'm trying to remember what his name was. I think it was Rich Gott um, had this argument that basically said where we are today right we we can't do that we can't create our own universe and technology or or whatever that is Um, we can't create a simulation so if you look at the idea of simulation theory of there's billions of simulations that are constantly making simulations so there's billions more and, and so on and so forth but we're not there so we're either the base reality or we're at the very end of the chain and we haven't created a simulation inside of our own world yet so that really puts us at a 50 50 chance not a billion to one chance that we're the base reality versus a simulation wait so we are 50 50 because we don't have the capability to right because if you look at like the simulation theory as a whole it goes off of the idea Mm -hmm. that you have all of these simulations that are creating Mm -hmm. their own simulations Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth but we're where we are today we're not there so we're either at the very end of that chain. So we're the very last simulation that's been created so far because we haven't been able to create our own yet. So we're at the very end of that or we're at the very beginning and we haven't created anything yet. And we're just the true one reality right now. So it's a, it becomes a 50, 50 uh, chance versus like so a billion to one. So you're in a simulation that's in a simulation. So you could be someone else's sim. That is wild to think. See, the- that is crazy thing. There's actually, I believe it was fun, kind of side tangent. There's a game called Final Fantasy X. And I remember at the end of the game, you find out the main character, this guy named Titus, actually was a dream. So essentially the premise was he wasn't even a real existence. The whole game took place in the dream of a god. And that was a, I remember a mindfuck kind of thing. And I remember in that game, what happened was when you realized, the, the second you realized the truth, you actually were erased from existence. Mm-hmm. So essentially you wake up the being. So essentially your character was the dream. You were dreamt up by somebody else. So essentially once you became self-aware of that, you, um, you like 
turn into like stardust you know japanese people have some weird shit going on <laughs> but i feel like in the, the thing i just don't understand about this is that if let's say for example we know we're in a simulation does that do anything is there any information about that like if i find out that like yes i know 100 i'm in the simulation am i myself like am i a black black tatted up dude in some sort of chamber dreaming of the life i'm existing right now or am i something else dreaming you know like i guess being dreaming of something that's the part that i still think is unanswered so like even if we were like the like when you say the base reality i feel like once you get into this whole part about the assimilation within a simulation there is no true way to know if you're the base simulation yeah yeah there, there isn't um at least i don't think there is and it's no different mm-hmm. than you know people study the brain their entire lives, but we're brain studying the brain. Like you can only go so much there at the end exactly. of the day, because you can't be an outside observer on it. So until we get to the point where maybe we can create our own simulation and then study it from the outside. I mean, even then it's still a simulation potentially studying a simulation. So it's not yeah. going to be much. We'll learn more, but um, yeah, we're There's not able limit. to step out of it to, to even theorize or figure out or break out or, Hey, this is actually what's going on. And that's why I'm sitting here today. Like we'll, we won't be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, or maybe what if what if there's what if death is people waking up? Oh shit! That yeah. would be I mean, that would be crazy if death is just you waking up, and that's the reason why. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, like if you like when you die, like if you die and then you wake up, do you wake up into a do you wake up from a simulation to something else? And if going on to, going on to what uh, you guys were just talking about with the infinite, if you're in a, in this inf- into this theory about the infinite uh, simulation theories, so that means that every time you die, you're just waking up constantly forever, which seems like actually torture. It seems like forcing mortality, which is extremely painful. I feel like you go crazy. Like I die right now, then I wake up again, unless there's some sort of mind wipe or something like that, which would, be, would seem to be necessary. Because yeah. I think if you wake up from one simulation, I think the amount of damage that would do to whatever you wake up to, it, it'd be irreparable. I would rather... If I'm in a simulation right now, I would rather not know. Because every single choice, every single decision, every single happy moment, every single sad moment means it does not matter. So speaking of damage, what about the Yanni versus Laurel uh, thing that was happening? Like the blue dress, gold dress thing? Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of like a glitch? And that kind of <laughs> caused so much um, despair between everyone? Like no one knew what the fuck was going on. Like no one knew if it was Yanny, oh, if it was Laurel, if it was blue dress, gold dress. No one knew what the yeah. fuck it was, you know? And I think that caused me some discomfort. Because I, I never know what the fuck know it was. It. Yeah, I know. That's actually a very good point because there were some people, because when I saw it, I think I, I don't, I haven't seen it in a while, but I think I saw it as a gold dress. I don't, I could not even see the blue part. Hmm. I remember, but I do remember other people, when people saying it's clearly blue, I started trying to see it as blue and I think I almost tricked myself into it. So I don't think that proves that you're in it. Like it's a glitch in a simulation because also the existence of like, like hallucinogens and things that can literally warp your perception. I wouldn't say conclusively seeing things that kind of like mess around with your perception or glitches in the glitches in the system, you know, cause we're all, we have brains and our brains interpret things differently. It's almost like the idea of like, you know, the, the saying says you can know something's not true, but if you lie to yourself long enough, it can become fact that you can believe something has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just I think it has to do with the brain and going back to what Stuart was saying is that with the whole like 
you would, I don't think there's any true way to ever understand or ever know. If it referring to simulation, I don't think we can truly ever know because it's like you're studying, you're, you're, we have limits to our brain power, right? So if a brain studying a brain has limits, so you can never truly understand the full capabilities of something. So if you're in a simulation trying to study on simulations, there has to be limits to it. So you would have to have a superior almost processing power in terms of like, our brain would have to have a superior processing power than the simulation to understand the simulation. Mm -hmm. But if we're in a simulation and our brains are within the confines of it, I don't see how we would ever truly understand it or what good it would even do. So I was going to save this for the end because I was going to use this as like a wrap up thing. But since we're talking about this, I think this is a really good quote from uh, his name is Douglas Adams and it's from the restaurant at the end of the universe. And he states in quotes, there's a theory that states that if anyone discovers exactly what this universe is for and what it's here for, it will instantly disappear and be replaced by something even more bizarre and inexplicable. Hmm. It's kind of like that, the final fantasy a little bit there. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah, where you we have to. It's like you're better off not knowing, you know, if you are in one or not. I think that's I think that's the interesting thing in all this. I think that at the end of the day, I think like let me ask you guys: Would you guys want to know if you're in a simulation? Hmm. I mean, it doesn't like it for me at least. Like, it doesn't. If I if I found out that I wasn't in a simulation, like everything would be pointless. It, for on a on a personal scale, it would be pointless. It would be useful to whoever's simulating because I guess they're using this to find out stuff. Yeah, but on a personal level, like it, like everything that you do is pointless. Like, would it benefit you? Would you like, would it, like, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you're good. I don't know. I kind of I feel like I'm kind of opposite. Like, I don't know what would what would that change for me? Because we could mm-hmm. sit here and talk about it, and there's times where I already think like, you know, are we in a simulation now? Collectively, as humans i feel like the, the entire world would be different i don't know people would be trying to figure out how to break things and out and glitch or i don't even know what it would look like but i feel like from a society standpoint things would probably come crashing down exactly have you guys seen that a christopher amazing christopher nolan movie uh, inception mm-hmm. yeah essentially, i guess it would be like that you know like you, yeah you wake up and then you're in another but do you remember the beginning of that movie? What happened to uh, DiCaprio character? Uh, DiCaprio's uh, character, his wife, they came out of the dream and they came out of a dream, right? This is earlier on when they first were trying to bounce back between, you know, dreams and reality. And it got to a point where she actually got into what Stuart was talking about, where everything, well, you, I think, well, actually, don't wait, you were talking about where everything becomes pointless, where she basically, she jumps, she kills herself. She jumps off a, out of a, off a balcony and like, like a 10 story building, kills herself because it got to a point where she couldn't tell the difference because if we're in a simulation, this is an extremely convincing simulation. That means our brains are 100% fully immersed on a level that I think most people don't understand would be detrimental if you're pulled from because your entire reality and who you are right now is based off all this. Like you believe that like if you wake up and you find out that like you're an actual, what if you wake up from a simulation, you find out like you're a blue alien. Think oh, about like, your identity. Like, like Dr. Manhattan? You just like, yeah. you're just a... You just wake up and you have his powers too, because that'd be great. Yeah, you wake up, you're not even human. You wake up and you're some random thing. Right now, you think that, you know, you're John, you're Asian dude John, I'm African, African black dude Ted, and Stuart, presumably with a name like Stuart, I'm assuming he's white. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> white dude Stuart. You wake up and you find out that you're a six-tentacled blue alien. 
You think you're just going to be like, oh, well, okay. Then, well, then let me wake up now then. What the fuck? See, I'm that's waste my time on, on this human body then. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's almost like you're better off. You're better off never knowing. I think the shock would kill most people. I, I think the shock would drive, I wouldn't say kill, but drive most people mad. Mm. Like your brain just wouldn't be able to handle it because we do have clean cut limits on what we can and can't handle. So I personally would not even want to know because I know you as human beings, human beings are purpose driven. Well, there's some maybe more than others, but the re- reason why we don't kill ourselves is because there's a reason we, we all believe, most of us believe, you know, that we exist for a reason. If that were taken away, everything you've done, all your accomplishments were just some sort of data that was fed to your simulation. Everything you do is pointless. Everything is pre, pre-programmed, predestined. Mm-hmm. All that stuff would take away what it means to be a human. So mm-hmm. it would be a very honestly cruel thing if we are being controlled by some sort of higher higher power that, you know, that's even happening. Because maybe that's what death is. Death is like, okay, well, this person's had enough. Like, what if death is your, like, if you're if going into the simulation theory, what if death is like your brain outside of the simulation has had, has had its full, like, oh, this person's dying. That's what old age is your brain on the outside is like, oh yeah, this, this guy's fried. We're going to pull the plug in him and then you're dead. And then you just wake up or they just essentially dispose of you. See, I, don't, I guess with this whole thing, it's, we're not trying to prove that. Well, no, I don't want to say that. I guess it's just, we're, when, when we say like, it's a theory that it's, that we are in a simulation that I don't think they're trying to prove like the whole basic needs of like, how do we get fed and stuff like that. Um, but from my understanding, it's just that, you know, this is just proposing the idea that we're in one and all the other stuff, for instance, like um, there was a video, I think with Neil Tyson DeGrasse, he was saying essentially like if we are in a simulation and you wanted to start digging, um, you know, you're digging and then when you get to a certain point on the ground, uh, there's like a flag that comes up and it's like, hey, we need to have more um, more ground put in. And so they add more ground and more ground until the point where, you know, you either stop or you're tired, whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, how do I say this? It's, it's- always adding more before you before you can actually realize it if that makes sense like before you actually realize that yeah you're in a simulation so the theory is definitely more about just like like the thought i guess more so than the how and i don't even think it necessarily relates usually when they talk about it to like human bodies and things i think it's more of if we can create technology that creates a simulation like the sims we're all coding we're not a human body kind of like trapped somewhere Mm -hmm. we're literally just lines of code that are so well done that here we are today um, that would be crazy you to find yeah. out you are just and, like almost like a brain in a jar and you're just yeah. how you manifest and 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 to what john was just saying like you know okay that's a lot of computer computing power like that is unbelievable so mm-hmm. then they go down this path of well how do you save like memory in space well if you're not looking at something it doesn't have to be there. It's like a video game. Things far away don't render. If, if it's behind you, it disappears. So like we can never look behind us. So who's to say right behind me is just all black until I turn around and then the computer simulation, oh. 
makes it come up right away. You know, you know so I mean? you just ruined my life. It ruined my everything. I'm just going to like, be in my room <laughs> trying to turn around as fast as possible. Be like, gotcha. Dude, that's that's amazing. I did not if, think about that. What if, yeah. um, you know, even with deja vu, right? Like, what if it was a glitch? Like, all of a sudden, the trees disappeared or, you know, things started spazzing out. You're freaking out. The program realizes that reset you back a couple seconds, wipes your memory, and that's why it feels like you've been there before because you were literally kicking and screaming and freaking the hell out seconds before, but you don't remember it. Sounds like not a good time, bro. It's not going to lie to you. It's like a really <laughs> terrible time. Is it kind of like how like people say, like if you were to see yourself, you wouldn't recognize yourself? What do you mean? Like if you were to have like an actual clone of yourself and that was just walking by, like you wouldn't, um, oh, man. you know, like what? you wouldn't recognize yourself. And you, when you look at a mirror, you have I, don't know, that was, I don't know where I'm going with this. There's something Twins exist in real life. So, I mean, yeah. You're always, you're always like looking, like looking at yourself mirrored versus like your true yeah. face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you don't, it's never, yeah. Like I said, what, what Stuart said, like it's a, it's a reflection of you. It's not actually you. Yeah. And even, I mean, hell, simulating a mirror, all you see is what's in the mirror. It doesn't mean it's truly behind you. You're still looking forward. You're still looking at something in front of you. So even though it is, quote, unquote, a reflection, doesn't mean there's anything behind you. Mm. It, it's uh, it's weird. It, it's creepy to think, like, there's just maybe total black and darkness right behind me. And there's no way to ever, to ever know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I'm going to say something extremely dark. I think there's only two ways to find out. If you could somehow, first one, the the you know more positive way, if you could build a vessel that was so fast and you would just fly forever. Like let's say for example, you would just keep flying and see if you could catch up with the end of the universe or the edge of the universe. They say the universe is constantly expanding, right? Yeah. Isn't that like what I say? So, if, if you could catch up with the simulation, building more, you know, simulation, I guess, or you kill yourself and see what's on the other side. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's funny you bring that up because in that video with um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he was talking to Chuck Nice mm -hmm. and they were talking about the speed of light mm -hmm. and their thought was maybe the speed of light is a programmer's limitation so then you can't get somewhere faster than the program can render it. So you're always mm -hmm. limited by the speed of light so it can continuously put things in front of you in order to make sure you're not beating that and then catching up to it. it. Yeah. yeah, You'd go so fast that, yeah. I mean, for, I guess it's kind of related to it, but I don't know if you guys have seen this Black Mirror episode. It was the first episode of the latest season. I think it's four or five. I forget how many seasons are out now. But anyway, it deals with, you know, like VR and simulations. So essentially it was like this guy was in part of this like big tech company that made this video game and it was all like, you know, mm. virtual reality where he would put these two little, um, like little, like almost like little like buttons on the side of his, his side of his head and he would go into this virtual world. So, cut long story short, I mean, I'm going to, I mean, if you, listeners, if you watched, you haven't watched the episode and plan to watch it, I apologize, but. No, no apologies. It's been out yeah. for a while. Yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to ruin it. Essentially, what happens is that he basically, he gets, he um, basically goes to that world, but the interesting thing is when the game updates, it actually, like, it closes off the previous universe. So, for example, he ends up getting trapped, and he's actually a terrible dude. So he hates his coworkers, and he has this technology that he can take your DNA, like something from like you know, like DNA from the rim of a cup you just drank out of, or like a lollipop or something like that, put it into a machine, and then you would render into this virtual world with your actual thoughts oh. and everything. 
So you'd be an exact copy of the steward you are right now. Well, up until the moment I took that DNA. And then you'd be an exact copy of John up until the moment I took your DNA. So yeah. in that world, there's a copy of you. So it's almost similar to what you're talking about where the only difference is in that world in that world is that once like for example like there's limitations on that so they reach the end of the universe is basically the end of the downloaded update so like if you play if you're not a gamer most games nowadays have updates and things like that that add more to the game whether it's expanding to the world or story so in this version he ends up getting trapped in he gets trapped in the previous one and essentially it's almost it's almost similar where he ends up going crazy he ends up basically he gets trapped in his own head and it was pretty interesting because I won't suppose that that could be like the similar to the same thing that we're in right now, where let's say, for example, if you catch up to the end of the, I guess, the universe expanding, what if you get, that's how you get to the other side? What if that's how you break out of like, you break out of it because in the end he gets trapped because the previous universe closes and that's it. So like he's forever in that, you know, universe because the next update comes out and you can't get to it. Mm. So what if the same thing we're, what if we're just in a, we're in this in our current update right now? So then when we, I guess when like when new people are born, all that stuff, that's next update. So they get to experience the next one. So our lifespan. So right now we're part of the old patch, I guess to say. So when all of us die, yeah, that's the old model. Then the new model comes out and then that's what progressive, that's what progression in society is. Bigger buildings, futuristic, all that stuff. It's the next up. And we keep going and going and going until they decide that the simulation or game's boring. And then that's truly what the end of time is. Wherever earth gets blown up or whatever it is. Uh yeah, my head just like blew right <laughs> yeah. now because I didn't even think about it like that. I um so there's 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 not a lot that causes me stress or anxiety when I have like deep <laughs> thoughts like this, but there is something I think about sometimes and I feel like it kind of relates to what you were just saying. Um and you know what? I don't want to be the only one that feels this way, so I'm gonna bring you guys in with me on this. <laughs> Go ahead and spread uh, the misery. I, I have this thought sometimes, like what if Every, every night when we go to sleep and we wake up, we wake up as an entirely different person, but we wake up and we have all of their memories and everything. So you wake up thinking you were the same person yesterday, but in reality, I've only been this person for, you know, the 12 hours that I've been awake. So your character was worked on while you're asleep that, well, it's like that previous, the previous steward that went to sleep that gets wiped. And then a new steward is downloaded, but the new steward doesn't even know that you're a new Just steward. Not even another steward. Like I, I go to sleep today and tomorrow I wake up as John, but I have all of John's memories. So to me in that moment, I feel like I've always been John, but in reality, I've only been him since I woke up. And then that when I go back to sleep. like a terrible acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> It causes wake me up just, like, I don't know, it, it freaks me uh, out because then I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, I have all these memories, but are they real? Like, did I actually experience them or do I just think I did? And it hasn't only been eight hours in this body, even though it feels like 28 years. Oh my God, dude, I don't even know anymore. I'm just going to like, I don't even know. I don't even know I what think, to do. I think well, at least one of our viewers is going to have like a seizure from just listening to this gonna crack their code yeah that on top of like never like you know knowing that you can't ever look behind you because you might it might be all black you know that like, was the one thing that i took away where it's like <laughs> you turn around and it's not that would be insane because technically all you see is into your you know like left and front and right yeah. and, or even yeah. 
even if it's just a room, right? Like if you're in the bathroom or something, only the bathroom is rendered. Everything outside of those four walls yeah, that, and that door oh don't exist. Yeah, anything anything within your peripheral vision and in front of you is what's rendered. So basically, people that wear glasses are people running on an old operating system. That's why they should. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be a clip right there. Anyone who's wearing uh, glasses has an yeah, old ass program. Old ass fucking Microsoft Windows 10, whatever that bullshit is. <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Um, so yeah, um, that I feel like we kind of kind of explained it, but I feel like I. I'm more confused now than I was before. I don't know what you guys and answers. Yeah, it brings up a lot more questions. Yeah. Um so, you know, so we had we had talked a little bit earlier before this and um you know, we've been we've been talking about this a little bit actually way before we even started this um this episode, but you know, uh, you were talking about how you have one podcast now, it's Be Unguarded. Um, you know, talk a little bit about that and then your upcoming project. Yeah. Um so yeah, the current podcast that I have out right now, I think like four episodes or so, um, still so still pretty brand new, but it's called Be Unguarded. Um, and essentially what I do is I have people come on and talk through a current problem or situation that they're working on. Um, you know, not necessarily with the goal to resolve it by the end of an hour, but more so just to explore it, um, ask questions, dig in, uh, maybe connect some dots. And then for anybody listening, the hope for me is, you know, there's been times for me, at least personally, where I feel like I'm the only one going through something or I'm the only one feeling a certain way. But if I were to sit there and listen and hear all these stories, maybe, maybe not. Okay. Now I realize there's, there's a lot of other people out there that are experiencing the same things that I am. So, so from a listener standpoint, I hope, you know, some people can maybe make those connections, just feel a little bit better about where they are and, and understand they're, they're not alone in anything that they're battling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was um really, really cool. Yeah, I was on I was uh one of Super's first published episodes, so definitely check that out. I highly recommend it. It's it's kind of like a well, not uh non-disclosure, I guess he's not a doctor, but it, it it did feel like a like a therapy session. Well, it doesn't really matter since we're on a simulation, so he can be a doctor if he wants. Um and then yeah, my uh so my other project that is still in the works to be started, I have a couple, I guess, episodes semi-drafted. Um, shout out to my girlfriend for, for writing some of that up. Um, it's called One Fact Man. Uh, I would like to thank you two for the name just because it came up in random conversation between the three of us and it's definitely stuck. Um, but that one's going to be a little bit different. So I have the interview style podcast and then I kind of want to experiment with a solo podcast. And this one is going to be short episodes like you know five minutes maybe at most give or take five eight minutes and um each episode would just cover a unique or interesting or obscure fact and kind of just go over it something like a did you know or um maybe like a fun fact for the day kind of kind of thing yeah we um steward is full of random facts and so i was like you know what this would be perfect for you just get this all out of your head and onto a an episode and you know, I would definitely be tuned into that. So looking forward to that one. Show. Um, so, you know, if anyone who listened to this or is still listening to this, if you're not brain dead or fucked up from, from the simulation theory, um, you know, still 
reach your finger and smash that like button, that follow button, wherever the hell you listen to us. Um, you know, follow us on our social media. Instagram is Puzzled Minds Podcast. Twitter is Puzzled Minds Pod. And our email is puzzledmindspodcast at gmail.com, where we do encourage anyone and everyone to submit a topic that they would like us to hear. Um, last but not least, thank you again to the, um, to at official block of the week on Instagram for the weekly episode cover art. And, um, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's a new thing we'll do. We'll say next week, um, teaser, since you guys listened this far, uh, we will be, um, answering the internet's weirdest questions. So if you have a weird question you would like us to unravel, um, and hear our thoughts about, send us a suggestion and then we will answer it as weird as weirdly as we can other than that everyone stay puzzled peace see ya